Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today, and in this episode, Justin Ganshaw, business development manager for Caterpillar Safety Services, shares insights on the company's Safety at Home campaign, which strives to emphasize the importance of safety best practices beyond the workplace. He shares the potential benefits to both workers and employers, as well as provides real-world examples of how such an initiative can prevent injuries and even save lives. Let's dig in with Justin now. Justin, I really appreciate you joining me today. And I, I'd like to dive in. First of all, just, we, we know that construction is safety. Uh, I'm going to start that over. See, this is what's good about pre-recording. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Love it. It's better than TV. Exactly. Justin, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, you know, obviously, safety is such an important topic when it comes to the construction job site. But I understand Caterpillar has kind of a unique initiative that they have uh, they're promoting uh, called the Safety at Home campaign. Can you talk us through the thought process behind this campaign and what led to its development? Absolutely. And thank you so much, Becky, for having me here to talk about this campaign. It's really near and dear to my heart because I care so much about people, our own employees here at customer or at Caterpillar, our customers, our dealer employees around the world. And at Caterpillar, safety is paramount. It's something that we talk about not only at our factories and on sites with our customers, but we talk about it in our office spaces as well. Every single meeting we have starts with a safety briefing. And in the past, we've talked a lot about safety in regards to our machines. It's engineered into our machines to keep our operators safe and the people that work around the machines. But this year for National Safety Month, we thought a little bit differently. We thought, you know, safety is something that impacts everybody on the job, but also off the job. So why not take a little bit different focus and talk about safety at home? Great. So let's talk about the objectives of the campaign when it comes to worker safety. And how, how do you envision this is going to help them not only on the job site, but off the job site when they're in their own uh, home or out, out of, outside the job site environment? That's a great question. And I've had the privilege of working with customers in a lot of different industries from construction and quarry and aggregate and mining and in forestry and food production, and they all have a safety culture of some form or another. And when you go into these, these organizations, there's safety rules, there's policies, procedures, there's training, there's safety gear. And so we have a safety mindset for the most part when we go into these organizations and we're working out there on the job. But what happens at the end of the day? Are we taking safety home with us when we leave the site, when we're driving home, when we're working on projects around the house on the weekend, we're doing yard work, we're climbing ladders, cleaning out the gutters, we've got hobbies, some of us like extreme sports. Are we thinking about safety off the job? Because we don't have those same safety nets, those policies and procedures. We may not have all the right equipment. We maybe never have thought about safety off the job. But what we found is that 90% 
of all medically consulted injuries actually happen outside of the workplace. And so it's something we should be focusing on. And we felt, thought that this was a prime opportunity to do that. that. That's some really interesting statistics there. I think that a lot of people don't really look at that the um, accident rate from that standpoint. Now, obviously, that kind of answers a little bit of my next question, but looking at it from the construction manager's perspective, whether it's the owner or whether it's the site superintendent, whatever it might be, from an employer and a management perspective, why is this important? Um, I mean, this is people's home environment or their off work environment. Why should the employer and the manager care about safety at home? What my team at Safety Services does is help an organization understand how culture and leadership impact the safety of their employees on the front line. So one thing that this does is it helps the employees see the company, see the owner of the company in a little bit different light. When we talk about their safety off the job, we're thinking about them as a whole person, not just a set of hands and a, a strong back to do work for us on the job site. It's we care about you. We want to see you go home safely at the end of the day. We also want to see you come back safe, safely tomorrow. And so if we can start establishing that safety off the job mindset, not only in our employee, but also in their family and their family members in their kids, it's going to be better for everybody. And we also know in the long run, those safer employees, not only on the job, but also off the job are going to be better for the business owner, because if we get hurt off the job, we're not going to be coming back to work in the morning. And so we have to worry about now, what do we do? We have to make up for that person with overtime. Are we retraining new people? It's just, it's better holistically for the culture and for the whole company. If we can cultivate this safety on the job and off the job mindset. Sure. I, I could absolutely see that. The other thing that popped into my mind is that as an employee, feeling like the company cares about me beyond the work site really could make a difference in terms of employee retention. And it does. We see those safer companies that have great culture. They do retain their employees because the employees feel that the company sees them, cares about them. If they involve them in creating the safety processes and activities, which is another thing that my, my team helps them do, they see improved engagement, improved morale, because they feel like their voice matters. They can change things in the work site that are ultimately going to keep themselves and their coworkers safe. So safer companies, stronger cultures with better leaders. It's better overall for the employees and for the business. Well, and you kind of lead right into my next question, it, you know, citing examples of how companies have been able to successfully implement this. I mean, you've already gone through a lot of the benefits, but can you, can you cite any, any examples, um, either generally or specifically? Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen this firsthand where a company uh, we'll have a, a safety meeting process or safety training process that's become stagnant because they're just reading uh, topics off a list that they got from, from OSHA or from a website or, or whatever. And when they have handed that process, the safety training process over to the employees and empowered them with a structure, this is how we're going to do it. But now you're in charge and the employees start picking the topics for the safety meetings. And it could be things on the job because we should still be talking about safety on the job. But if we also include things for off the job safety, 
like uh, people that like to go hunting. They started talking about tree stand safety prior to hunting season or grilling safety as we start going into the summer months. And they talk about how do you check all the hoses and valves on your propane grill before you start grilling for the season or mowing safety. I've, I've heard a lot of really great examples of things that were important to the employees. And if the employees are leading it, they're going out, they're doing the research, they're sharing it with their peers. And so they're much more likely to be bought into the safety process, engaged in the conversation. And it gets everyone thinking about safety then when they leave uh, the job that day. And I've, I've got some, uh, some great examples that have stuck with me for years. So one customer, um, they, they do heavy equipment repair. And before they start up the machine to move it out of the repair bay, they always do a walk around to make sure they haven't left any tools in the way. And more importantly, there's, no, there's nobody underneath it. There's nobody in a blind spot. So they would do a walk around. And one of the mechanics came in and told us a story that he was about to leave on a family camping trip and he had his camper hooked up to his pickup in his driveway and he got in the truck to back it out. And he thought, you know what? I should do a walk around. He got up, he got out of the cab and walked to the back and his four-year-old granddaughter was standing between the bumper and the camper. Oh my. That could have ended in tragedy. Absolutely. But he took safety home. Yeah. that That's a great example. I mean, very powerful example of how this can make a difference in your home environment. For sure. That's really interesting. And a lot of the things that you mentioned are kind of fascinating things that I don't think a lot of people really think about as being safety risks, like grilling in your backyard or mowing your lawn. But there are potential risks that, that are associated with those types of activities. So allowing the employees to kind of direct what they feel are potential risks in their environment. I mean, what a great concept. Yeah, if you think, if you think about it, some of these risks that we expose ourselves to off the job are greater than the risks we're exposed to at work. Sure. Because the work environment, again, is largely controlled. We have all these safety nets around it, but off the job, we don't. And so it's just, it's putting on a different set of lenses and, and looking at what we do and how we do it. And a lot of that comes through just being educated. So I like to go out, there's, I mean, YouTube has all kinds of examples and I like to do work on my vehicles and stuff. So I always go out now and I do the research ahead of time to think through the job because number one, it's probably gonna keep me safer. Number two, it's probably gonna save me time because I'm not gonna screw it up. Number three, it's probably gonna save me money because I tend to screw things up and break things if I don't go out and do the, the research ahead of time. Right. And so there's there's an area on this website we put together, which is cat.com slash safety at home. And it's how do you do an at-home safety briefing? Because every contractor that I know of before they start a job, they tend to do some sort of safety briefing. So it's thinking through, number one, what am I about to do? And what are the, the hazards that are associated with it? And if you don't know, go out and do some research, go online, figure, you can go to the manufacturer if you're using a chainsaw, for example, or a new tool, and go out and watch a video really quickly, micro learning type thing, and learn what are the hazards associated with. Uh, number two is assessing the equipment. So do I know how to use this? Is it in good working order? Have I done a, a pre-work inspection on it? Uh, number three is fitting yourself with all the protective gear that you need. So hearing protection, eye protection, foot protection, those kind of those basics. And then the last one is important. And we, we typically don't do this because we don't like to think about things going wrong, but it's planning for emergencies. So if something does fail, if I do get hurt, number one, does anyone know where I am and what I'm doing? 
Do I know who to call? Do I have phone service? Do I know CPR? Do I have a fire extinguisher handy? It's those, those, those things that if everything, uh, if everything hits the fan, do I have something that is a last line of defense? And so the, there's a link on the website that can go out and learn how to do an at-home safety briefing that could end up saving their life or somebody that they care about. Right. And that's what I was thinking as you were telling us this. This isn't necessarily just the employee who can benefit, but they can also transfer that mindset to their family members so that they're, you know, people who they care about can maybe start implementing the same types of uh, activities and ensure that they're going to be safer when they're doing different things at home. Absolutely right. And we also don't tend to think about safety for our kids, even though they're the dearest things to us. Uh, we may not know how to talk to our kids about safety. And so also on that website, cat.com slash safety at home, there's a section on how do you talk to your kids about safety without making everything scary, but to instill in them the importance of using your safety gear, whether it's putting on a, a bike helmet before you go on a ride down the sidewalk, uh, ensuring that they're not riding out in the traffic, it's back to school time. And so kids are, I mean, they're all over my neighborhood just in the last couple of days as we get ready to go back to school. Um, and it's, it's helping them think about those consequences. If, if you don't follow these things that we're training you how to do safely, what are the consequences? Are you going to, if you broke your arm, what's that going to mean for the rest of the summer? You can't go swimming. You're not going to be able to have fun on vacation. You're not going to be able to participate in gym class. It's the things that are important to them, just making it more real and not making it scary, but ensuring that they know how to do things right and safely. Do they know all the emergency phone numbers? Do they know where to go if the fire alarm goes off in your house, right? It's, it's those things that are really important to protect the things that are most dear to us, but we tend to overlook them. And so there's a section on there, how do we make this real for our kids? That's great. I, I encourage everyone to go and take a look at that section because you know it really could make a big difference in your family environment. So looking at all of this, um, obviously, Getting started is probably the hardest point for any company. Can you talk through what your suggestions would be to help construction companies and other business owners get started with um, implementing this type of um, safety campaign into their programs? Any, any suggestions to help them to, to ensure its success? Yeah, that's a great question. And we're all really busy and we've got a million things that we're managing and, and safety should be just as important as managing productivity and quality and customer satisfaction, all the other things that are important to our business. So I don't ever want people to think about safety as a bolt-on, but as something to be operationalized, integrated into the way that you work. Because if you work safer, you're also going to work more efficiently, which is going to make you more productive and more profitable in the long run. So it's first adopting that safety mindset that safety is something that we just integrate into the way we do because it's going to make it us a better company and be better for our employees. I think one way to do that is getting your employees involved right off the jump, because if you get them involved in initiating a safety at home type culture within your company, and allow them to make some of the decisions on what do we talk about it? How do we talk about it? When do we talk about it? Their buy-in is going to improve and it's going to make your job easier as a leader, a manager, an owner. And I would point you to that resource 
that we've put together again, because it's free. <laughs> it, there's a lot of great information there. Uh, there's also links to other sites like ready.gov and American Red Cross and the CDC, the National Safety Council. So it's not just stuff that our team here at Caterpillar's put together. We've gone out and worked with other experts. So it's a great place to get you started, topics for conversation, uh, but then you can, you can grow from there as you allow employees to take ownership of this initiative. Well, it sounds like a great resource and you've been a great resource here today. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, Justin. Thank you so much. Thank you and stay safe. Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Caterpillar's Justin Ganshaw for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.